0: All right, welcome to another episode of Modern Life. This week we're going to talk about the Hitchcock movie and also the short story, Rear Window. Um, but before we get into that, just want to let everyone know if you have something you want us to talk about or if you want to leave us some feedback, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Modern Life Pod. You can also email us. Uh, our email address is ModernLifePod at gmail.com. Let's do it all right i am here today with my sister tabby and my lovely girlfriend stacy how are you guys
1: hi hey
0: and before we talk about rear window this is our second week with our Groundbreaking new segment <laughs> called Modern <laughs> Thought.
1: What's on your modern mind?
0: <laughs> just stuff that's on our mind. You want me to start? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, every time we do this, I just, whatever kind of pops up in my newsfeed that morning is like my modern thought. That's what kind of was last week. And this week, I had something pop up this morning about like medieval armor and fighting that I thought was really interesting. <laughs> hmm. Like you know, in you know, in movies, like they're all in their armor, they have their swords, and they're just beating each other with the swords, and people are like flying all over the place and everything, right? Like that would never happen like that because armor is way stronger than the sword. So these guys weren't just like beating against each other's armor with the sword. What they were doing is, like, if you have your free arm and like guiding the sword over the free arm and using the point of the sword to like pierce through weak areas of the armor. So it was more like a close combat, like,
1: oh, the, like poking
0: each other with the sword, like trying to get like the, the weakest parts were right by the neck, right where the armor kind of stops or right by the groin. So these these guys would be, there's this great video on YouTube of these, these guys were like Swedish or something and they're like in full on armor that they made themselves and they were demonstrating how the fight would actually go. And yeah, you're just like in this close combat and you're kind of just like, Trying to poke each other with these swords,
1: so it's, it's more specific and less broad sweeps. Yeah, it,
0: it's like super not how you would think of it if you've ever seen any movie about medieval times. The
1: the armors are always um, form fitted too, and in armors you have this like line jutting out in front of your chest that goes uh-huh. vertically down, and then because it almost creates like a point in front of your chest. It's kind of hard to describe, but it's right. for armor to be repelled. And in, huh. in movies, it's always like, you, you know, the abs are like <laughs> inside and part of the armor. And Oh, not you always.
0: Know, Dep- like <laughs> Depends on the movie. No, but I mean, there's always like
1: a chest like.
2: <laughs> yeah. Formation. Yeah. 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 That's.
1: I guess
0: yeah. so. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's, interesting. that's, that's my modern thought. Yeah, I thought I like that was it. interesting.
1: Um, so mine is about fat storage.
0: Fat storage.
1: Yeah, because um, we, I think, do a lot to prevent our bodies from storing fat. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of misconceptions and also willful ignorance.
0: Did you say whaleful?
1: Will, well, <laughs> ar- <laughs> <laughs> that was Marvel Wolf never oh. Um So men and women store fat differently. Men right. store it more in their abdomen, which mm. is where you get that kind of beer belly from, mm. and women store fat in right their in the booty, right yeah exactly yeah. and in their in their thighs, and we spend so much time trying to get rid of like stretch marks and there 's no proven way to get rid of them all these things that you're um pound, you know this whole market that people are pounding money into um, it 's basically useless and stretch marks are there for your body to adjust to weight gain and weight loss hmm. and i've well, always stretch marks are kind of um what they are is
2: your body's uh, some people are more have more elasticity in their skin and so that elasticity um if you don't have that elasticity then the stretch marks hmm. will occur so it's like when you're pregnant your belly gets yeah really big. exactly some people's skin is Able to do it without bre- without stretch uh, showing the stretch marks and other people's skin um, tends to like show the stretch marks. It's it's something that's hereditary. It's nothing to do with exactly how much lotion like it, you put on your skin. Yeah,
1: that no, that's completely right. And it's also part part of like Stacy said, being pregnant and your body responding to weight loss and weight gain. Um, and then going back to the men's side because. For your abs to show and for you not to have that little bit of fat storage right. in your belly, you have to have about um, 6 to 9% body fat. And for us... 6
0: to 9%? Yeah. I think you said 69%. Oh, percent. no. <laughs> <laughs> what? <Yeah>. Um, like, <laughs> all right.
1: <laughs> and I think there's so much pressure for us to look... Like models when really that's almost like an insult to models because they sp- that is their job. They spend so much time right. monitoring their bodies like for a normal person to have that percentage, it's almost unattainable, and it's almost as if me I'm suddenly upset that I don't have like the moves of a ballerina when' I've, when that's not my job right now society's not forcing me to be a ballerina. there's more of a push towards you have to look like a like superhero. Pecs, what are those no workout
0: one? classes where you're with the ballerina bars? Uh, they're well, like, no, they're I don't called know bar classes. Service, no, no, they're, called, no they're They're called bar, bar cla- classes. Yeah, it's yeah, so it's all be like, ballerina. It'd be like if Tabby went to a bar class and then was upset that she exactly, was not a ballerina. Yeah.
1: So just kind of elevating our consciousness of, because this is pushed on us and so many products being sold rely on us, you know, having this negative well, body image. Well,
2: the funny part about that is, is that your body actually... Um, I. I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but I study nutrition. That's kind of like my thing. And um, one of the interesting facts is that it's actually really unhealthy to not have some body fat. Body fat is there for a reason. It's actually there to be used as a cushion for your internal organs. Um, It's used for heat. Um, So I don't know if you've noticed some people that are really skinny tend to get cold really easily. Um, And that's actually really unhealthy for your body your body needs to maintain a 98.6 degree temperature inside and if that doesn't have that temperature it's your body can't function like the whole point of it is to maintain that um internal temperature basically so it's it's quite interesting that there is such a pull to like have zero percent body fat when it's Really, in a nutrition standpoint, it's great to work out. But there's this new transition right now that's going on where um, they're talking about how you can be fit but still have weight on you. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's like, it's always been this thing where like, oh, you have to be really skinny to have like heart health. And it's like completely a falsehood. It doesn't matter how much weight you have. It matters how much exercise you do and what you put into your body. Cause some people are naturally going to be a little bit more, uh, cushioned than other people. And it doesn't mean that they're fat. It doesn't mean that they're, I mean that they're unhealthy. It means just that that's what they're doing. And as long as they're exercising and maintaining mm-hmm. that, um, I don't know what the word is to them, but the, the, the drive toward eating correctly and stuff like that, then they're getting the nutrients they need for their body. Um, there was an actual great article that Tabia posted online. Is this your thing?
1: Yeah. Is this no. your modern thought? No, no my your... modern
2: thought, it goes directly in the opposite direction. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I just had a lot to say about that. In the opposite direction. Well, not the opposite direction. It just goes toward, my modern thought actually, um, goes toward how we teach our, you I know, mean, I grew up li- li- I grew up learning this like um, false history about the United States of America, where we talk about um, America in viewpoint of European culture, and there was this whole other culture that existed in America before, in North America and South America and in Central America before they even um, came across. But you were taught as a kid that this like this whole continent was like basically had like maybe a couple thousand um, Indian Native Americans, and that's it. and case be known it actually had a bigger um population than europe at the time um almost at, like in the millions and um with the mixing of the two cultures uh their like plague occurred and like all kinds of disease is what really ru- wiped out a lot of the native americans but that was caused by this need for you know uh europeans to come over and basically conquer in any way that they could this is completely obliterated in all of our culture that we teach our children, not all of our history we teach our children, and I think that it's interesting and nice to see that it's starting to be told. But I think it's sad that we're still not introducing into an younger age.
0: Right, but like they don't, the kids don't get school off anymore for Columbus Day. Like it's all kind of there's changes changing, occurring, a but it's bit, a really right? small.
2: I mean, it, yes, in California we actually call mm-hmm. Columbus Day Indigenous Day now, but in a, indig, Indigenous, 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 Indigenous. Um, but in mate. a lot of states they yeah, still don't it's not it's not a yeah man. it's not a diff- it's not widespread in the united states and it's still not taught and they still have the kids do missionary assignments in i don't know uh, what that is okay so in 4th grade you have this big project um, where you have to make a missionary and learn all about a, mis- a spanish missionaries cuz it is a huge part of you know california culture but uh they don't really talk about it in the sense of like what missionaries really did which was basically it was a Slave. It was a slave place. It was a place where you were forced to change your culture, change your religion. It was a place that you were, cha- you were forced to work 10 to 12 hours a day. Um, you weren't allowed to practice any of your um, cultural background mm-hmm. in any way, shape, or form. And there was uh, abuse that went on, rape. I mean, all kinds of crazy right. stuff. And the, it, this stuff is just completely left out. Hmm. So I thought hmm. that that was interesting, yeah. and that's Fun my depressing fact.
0: fact. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> No, I want a quick question about the body fat. So what's like then what is a healthy body fat to have?
1: I think it just I think depends it varies upon on your body type and like on your person. Okay. And then also women um usually have more fat and can the body can deal with that fat um in a better way. Mm-hmm. Men are more susceptible to kinds of diseases related with being overweight because their hmm. their bodies don't need fat for children. So Interesting. Um, that's why men usually have more problems with it than than women do. Hmm. Um yeah. Well I don't know
0: well. All right. Fun fact time's over.
1: <laughs> hey, um, was this your first Hitchcock movie that you've no, ever seen? seen? No. Okay.
0: I've seen Hitchcock movie before. Okay. I saw um oh god, what did I see? No, I've seen a couple of them. Okay. Yeah, I'm not that ignorant. Jeez. <laughs> no, my brother the other Her day went, so Hey, what's that
1: me? movie they show at the Oscars with the guy running from the plane? And I was like, no, you I knew mean what movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just couldn't think of the title <laughs> or the actor. <laughs> that one guy. No, but we're talking about how like, every award ceremony, they always have... You know the montage of Hollywood, and it's always the yeah. same. It's like Cary Grant running away from the plane, and like Susan
1: Cain, the Elephant Man. Gump. I'm a human
0: Gump on the bench. It's like always the same. Like, <laughs> let's celebrate movies, and it's just always the same. Five movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, always the same. Oh, it's like a uh, Brad Pitt, Benjamin Button flexing in the mirror. It's like all these like these trademark movie moments it's always the same crap anyways
1: so this movie was based on a short story which i had, had no idea so i went ahead and read the short story how old is the short story it's pretty old because i didn't have to pay for it either so i'm not sure if it's so in the movie was made in 54 f- i think i want to say
0: it's 54 56 something like that but
1: 54, the sh- yeah.
0: 54 but the short story is way older right
1: I think I honestly don't remember, but the short story is called um, "It Had to Be Murder." Right. And I think this is definitely one of those instances where the movie is better than the book. Um, That's a little unfair because it is Alfred Hitchcock turning a short story into a movie. So of course, can we call a short story a book? I I don't know. It, It just the writing didn't blow me away, and then it made mysteries out of things that I didn't think had to be mysteries. Like Like you would find out at the end of the story that he is in a cast the whole time. It just says he's immobilized. And I'm like, why wasn't that said at the beginning? Like, why is this something that's like a, they also, didn't they also change
2: the, uh, like he changed the person that came to see them. Like there was no love story in the, Mm -hmm. in the original, um, thing. And there was no, the person that came to see him was male, right. Instead
1: of female, the, the, Um, his helper. Yeah. Um,
0: oh, oh, like the the nurse mm-hmm. character. He doesn't really
1: have a nurse in the story. It's more right. of like his assistant for work, kind of. Um, and then there's just him in the other window. It doesn't. You don't have that um, kind of panorama of all these other stories going on on these other windows right. that tie into the main story. Oh, so oh,
0: so it's just the main story in the short story. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. Does Got anyone want to do a really quick? Did we do a, a like a, a preview of what the movie is? Yeah. Just go in ahead. Case? Absolutely. No, I think you should do it. You're always better at <laughs> these than
1: I am. Um, so uh, Jimmy Stewart is in a wheelchair. He took a really amazing photo, and his camera got destroyed. And uh, that photo is amazing of him on the racetrack. I was gonna in say the ra- So he would be dead. He's <laughs> a photojournalist. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> I I just I wasn't sure exactly if like I. I figured as much because you see the racetrack photo and the broken camera, like that's how he got injured. But I wasn't like entirely yeah. sure. There's a
2: whole phone conversation about it where he's talking to his guy, and says that he took like the picture that of was, the like, year. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: No, I don't remember. So okay. he doesn't have Wi-Fi, so all he can do is look out the window. <laughs> 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 he doesn't have Netflix and kind of observe his neighbors. And there's a murder plot that he is kind of uncovering together with his girlfriend and his awesome badass nurse. Nurse, She's and also his favorite. detective friend. Yeah. And
0: there's all these other stories being observed in this courtyard. And you you don't
1: go anywhere else. This, this is the set. This is where the whole movie takes place. Which
0: So I was reading up on the movie after we watched it, and I, I felt like such an idiot. I didn't realize the camera never leaves his apartment. Oh, never.
1: Oh, um, there's only... I actually wrote this down because I didn't notice it when I watched it before. There's only one shot that... Where that doesn't happen, and it almost feels like a mistake. I to which, me it is which a mistake. One is that? It's when the dog dies and Miss Torso is crying, mm-hmm. and it's a close up of her from the side, like crying. Oh, is it? It's uh, yeah, and it's not out of the. It, it feels really bizarre because huh. it doesn't fit into the theme of everything's being seen strange. out of the one viewpoint. I didn't even notice that. But that was the only time that that happens.
0: Right, and another fun fact when I was kind of researching the movie afterwards so that whole set that entire apartment building courtyard completely built from scratch on the Paramount lot
2: yeah it was uh, it was was an
0: unprecedented modern day would be like over $700,000 which was like unheard of at the time to make a set for that much money but I mean this is also Hitchcock we're talking about so he you know he got his way
2: yeah, the set cost at the time $9,000 to design and $72,000 to actually be made, yeah.
1: which
0: is
2: pretty incredible. Um, but the detail in the set was what made the movie. Like, right. the fact that you could see the street and see, like, like right. see the open, like, you know that he actually, Hitchcock actually sent people to Greenwich and had them film, like, in all weather, like, take pictures so that he could get an idea of exactly what Greenwich looks like in all hours of the day. Huh. And in all weather. Interesting. Yeah. I just think the attention to detail is what makes the movie and I think that's one of Hitchcock's like brilliance in most of his movies. It's just he pays such close attention to like everything, even to like there's a picture in the background of um Stewart in like by like um I think Fighter Jets and it's an actual picture of him when he was in the military that he got on oh, really? the screen <laughs> nice. which was really cool <laughs> and uh um, you know everything down to like the kids playing in the background um, in the water to show how hot it was. You know what I mean? Like in the R-
1: water, Oh yeah, the yeah, yeah. The the let's yeah. talk about yeah. the the background noises for a little bit. I love they are that. So authentic. Yes. It really feels like you're there. And yep. actually, even though the um, movie has an amazing score, the title sequence and the last song and the song Lisa, which is a song that the pianist is mm-hmm. working on. Um, that's kind of basically it. Everything else is just background noises. There's not like a soundtrack coming in, you know. Which
0: you don't usually like when it's the same song used over and over again, but you don't mind it with this movie.
1: No, because it's not used over and over and over again. It's only used at points where it matters, and the rest is just... Not silence, but, you know, the kids playing or the birds chirping or the... This movie is
2: actually referred to as a diegetic, which means that all the music and speech and other sounds all come from within the movie. Yeah, Yeah. I I was going to say. Which I thought was really interesting. And then the only time that they they have any other thing is, like, in the beginning, first three shots. Yeah.
0: I just love, it's like every time you hear the piano, I just knew in the back of my head, like, oh, the the guy is playing there by the window. Or singing practicing,
1: like... (laughs) And it, it really
0: like makes that whole world come to life because yeah. you always know there's like stuff going on in the background, right? There's this whole other world out there.
2: Oh, that's what I mean by his attention to detail. Like even the, you know that the the, uh, what do they call her? The uh, the dancer. Miss Torso. Miss Torso. Torso yeah. You know, she was an actual dancer. She right. was like seventeen. It was her first role. Yeah. And she like basically lived in the apartment the entire movie. Oh, did she? I didn't know. She like lived she there. she like literally from morning till night huh. stayed in the apartment. She ate, drank, slept in the apartment because they wanted to make it look more as real as possible. Right. So they thought that that a was a little it. studio apartment.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> and like another fun fact is like, you know, the the scene with the uh, mattress. Yeah. And the two, the couple that always were sleeping on the um, balcony, balcony. Mm-hmm. to, like, show how hot it was. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they actually, Hitchcock was known to, like, mess with the actors mm-hmm. and had this scene where he, you know, where they started to rain. Right. he told one of the actors to pull one way and the other actor <laughs> to pull the other way. <laughs> That's, why. <laughs> That's why it looks so, like, realistic and so funny when he felt that That was actually not planned. When he was Yeah. <laughs>
0: He just, oh like, God. thought it was so funny that he yeah. just kept it in. Yeah. Th- that's another beauty of this movie is these these little peppered moments of really funny scenes or just dialogue in the midst of this kind of murder mm-hmm. tension, right? It's... I don't know.
1: And uh, I think because it's so stationary, especially Jimmy Stewart, he's right. very immobilized. They add some, uh, so many dynamics to a scene. Because you mm-hmm. could literally just have two people looking at each other and talking. Right. But, like, when the nurse comes in, they'll move to the massage table, then she's massaging him, right. then she's folding the sheet, like, people are always messing with. Mm. And I think that goes to the set design, too, of actually having props there in a livable environment that makes the actors want to interact with it.
2: Yeah, all of the apartments were actually, had wanting water and, like... Yeah, yeah. so I, I just thought that... Li- yeah, that like,
0: most of them were completely built out.
1: Yeah, yeah. completely livable, which, which was super cool.
2: Um... But I think it does tell a lot of the backstory because of that, like it was it told like the entire backstory without actually having to verbalize it. So like they use the scene to so you you know how sometimes there's these long monologues where it tells like all the backstory? This movie did it by just using this like the set, which I thought was really cool.
0: The set or just panning panning the camera past, the pictures, yeah. right? It's like I'm not, it's not like a lot of movies today where everything has to be so laid out. It's like, okay, I can connect the little puzzle pieces. Yeah, it's yeah. it's
2: like, yeah. And it's fun to watch it over and over again because you catch things that you didn't catch the first time.
0: Right. Am I the only one? Okay, the, this, is the, this is the thing that bothered me most about the movie is he's got, I mean, three, he's sitting in front of three giant windows just looking out in the courtyard and like, nobody sees this guy just looking out the window all day yeah (laughs) it's like he's invisible i don't know he just he's not like looking out one little window he's got this like just giant he's got this living room just opened up right and no one sees him i don't know i kept thinking about that the
1: the other that is very true the other thing that made no sense to me was the flower bed because um when did if Jimmy Stewart's watching all the time, when did... When that guy bury... have time to bury it? Yeah. Then he kills the dog while the um, shutters are drawn because Grace Kelly like closes everything, like, shows over for tonight. Mm-hmm. Um But then later we found out that nothing is actually buried there and he dug it back up because the dog got too curious. Mm-hmm. Then why do you have to kill the dog if you're like, oh, the dog is too curious, I'm going to dig this back up? Because the guy... But if he's, nothing is there, then why did he... That draws even more attention to his, like, dead dog? That may, it didn't make I sense. Guess, well, I guess, mean, but he's also just...
0: I mean, if he's a murderer and he's... I remember when the the lady saw the dog and she's yeah, like, exactly. go, go, yeah, like, she's he's like, gonna, yeah. like, he's gonna... Like, he's not a good guy and yeah, he doesn't like that Yeah, he's never been dog. thought of,
2: like, as a nice guy by the neighbors. Like, you get that impression just from how
0: she reacted. And maybe he's just, how, like, like, under pressure from if he did... Like, he just committed a murder and then... The dog is messing with the evidence. But then, in I mean, short honestly, time... if he
2: was really that smart, then why would he go over to the house and just like continue to murder them when he sees them, right. like, you know, in front of the open mirror, you know, the open window? Like, it's obviously like uh, overreacting at this point.
1: I just don't know when he had time to kill the dog, then dig up what was in the flower bed, make it look nice again, like there's flowers on it. And then, right. I-, I don't know. It just doesn't.
0: I also want to know about the salesman. I mean, he obviously has a whole like, thing organized to cover up this murder because the detective said, oh, the yeah, wife has, like, picked like up the package. And yeah. I mean, it's like an elaborate Well, you know plan, that that was right? all
2: based off of two murders. Like, the entire backstory of the murders was based off of two actual murders that Hitchcock found in, um, like, the the press. Uh, right. In Britain, like a Britain press magazine.
1: What do you mean? Because that lady is in the short story. Too. No, no, no,
2: I'm not saying that, but just the whole, the details... Um, let me find it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what, what I actually found really cool in the short story, the the apartment above is being renovated, so he ends up cementing his wife into the apartment above because they're like redoing the floors or whatever. And he and that's Wait, oh in the short story? Oh, uh, which okay. I don't know, I like that. that was...
0: Yeah, I mean I guess I'm just intrigued by I mean, this guy obviously had it all planned out about how he was gonna murder his wife it's not just like a crime of passion because he's got this whole everything set up to kind of cover his tracks right yeah but i don't know i i mean my first so my first time watching the movie last night and for most of the movie i'm like i, I don't know i was giving the salesman like the benefit of the doubt i'm like maybe mm-hmm. maybe these guys are just crazy and they're just he's just coming up with an elaborate plot for his neighbor and maybe the salesman just didn't do anything at all right i don't know yeah. did, did you well, not have that when you no, first but that's watched the whole, it that's the whole brilliance of so the right. movie
2: like it was one of the biggest twists of, i mean it's right that's what it's known for is to, the surprise ending okay. you know what i mean so i don't know
1: yeah that guy is very smart because at the end when the he sees the cops in his apartment and he keeps trying to kill jimmy stewart at that point i would just run away right because he's gonna get caught right that's what I'm saying. I think he just like kind of loses it. I want to talk about Miss Lonely Hearts. What about her? Um, When I first watched this movie, to me, she was the most pathetic character. Okay. Uh, I just thought it was ridiculous that she was always like...
0: So to remind people, she's the neighbor at the very bottom. She's like super depressed she doesn't have a a, relationship right right. um like
2: has a whole scene where she like pretends that somebody's in her apartment like having dinner with her yeah
1: and now watching it i actually thought there was the most so much truth in her story Hmm. because think about all the things we do today like all the dating apps has become almost like an activity of like swiping through these people and like Dating games. I love dating games. Like <laughs> those, like sim What are they?
0: What's the daddy game?
1: Oh, Dream Daddy. Dream That's right. Daddy. <laughs> so good. Remember uh, the music
0: from the main menu. <laughs> Who's your daddy?
1: And it's and she's not just wants like affection from in a romantic relationship. Right. where You don't see any friends coming over. Like the other apartments right. have like parties and. Like she's just so alone, and when I was I was living in New York for half a year, that mm-hmm. was the loneliest time I've ever had. I didn't right. know anybody. I didn't form any relation. Like to go anywhere, it costs money. Yeah, I basically just stayed in my studio apartment with hmm. my roommate, and I was the only person I knew. So Interesting. I, yeah, I just this time so around, you, I was like rooting for his lonely hearts. Like, so wait, was the well, first? Did you notice that she
2: in the end was in the the songwriters? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She gets her happy ending. Yeah.
0: Do you think they start dating? yeah right yeah why why are you so certain because
2: that's what makes her happy
0: no what makes her happy is like the music right you don't know that they're gonna start dating oh that's how i I saw it that's how i saw it too i do want to talk
1: about that song though because it's called lisa and in the beginning grace Kelly says it's almost as if it was written for us and then jimmy stewart's like that's why he's having so much trouble with the song and throughout mm. the whole movie he's trying to compose a song right we see him like going back to the piano or like getting angry over mm-hmm. it and like throwing a sheet music right. and by the end of the movie he gets the song right it's what saves miss lonely hearts and it's like a metaphor for their relationship right like right. it was always in discord and now sure. and as the song is playing you see Grace Kelly on the bed and it's the first time we see her wearing flats so mm-hmm. that also signifies a change and wearing no. she's no. Wearing, like
2: pants. Her whole outfit is like much more like. Yeah. Mm. But I thought what was interesting was also that she, during that scene she's like reading the mystery book and then as soon as she realizes she's a, he's asleep she puts it down and she grabs her bizarre because that's really what she is.
1: It, yeah, and I think people see that as a oh nothing's changed, but that doesn't make as much sense no, to me. I don't no, no see I it definitely think way. there's Let's been have, a change. Yeah, I, I want to talk about that because the way jimmy stewart's character attributes worth to a profession is nah it's upsetting right because (laughs) he thinks he's like doing all this important work and she's
0: that's not the way i got it at all i just thought it's
1: just
2: like he he likes the adventure like he he didn't seem
0: condescending to me at all he just he was just like you're this model in high heels like and i am going all over the world and
1: I just I'm in these
0: difficult situations. When she talks
1: about her day, though, and then he asks her something only to make fun of her, like, "Oh, what was Mrs. So and So wearing?" And then she starts to describe it because it's very important to her, and mm-hmm. it's like, but then he just starts okay. making fun of her. Yeah, I don't know.
2: I feel like it's, it's like more of like a love banter, teasing kind of thing. I never really got that. I mean, I get that he's putting her down toward like because she, her values are completely different than his. Like he values. The chase, the the, the the trying new things, the being on the edge, and she values, like, the nice dinner and coming home. And, like, that's yeah, a I very just... different platform. Actually, the relationship was based off an Ingrid, um, was based off Hitchcock, a, a relationship that Ingrid Berkman had with, um, that Ingrid Berkman had with a photojournalist, and that's where, and, and uh, Alfred Hitchcock was obsessed with Ingrid Bertridge, so she he, like, kind of plays that relationship out in this.
1: The... Um, the screenwriter also based Grace Kelly on his wife, so a lot of the banter with between them. Apparently, once the screenwriter's wife was watching in the theater, she was like, I know where you got that from. Like, oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, I thought I that was really that. Really cute.
0: I, don't, I actually had a little bit of trouble with uh, Stuart and Kelly's relationship because I didn't really know what either person is getting out of the other one. Well, and, like, why why is she so in love with him? Like, why are they even together? Yeah, and then, why does
1: she like this guy? Like, then, he has no interest in her. Then when
0: she, you know, the scene where she brings the dinner over from the restaurant and then leaves, she's like, I won't be back till tomorrow night. But it's, it's like, why, yeah, it's just, like, why is she sticking with this guy? Like, I don't, I just don't know. I don't know. I, get, I just had a little I bit of got, trouble with that.
2: I, I get that from the scene where they're watching Miss um, Torso. And she's describing the wolves. And like...
1: That line, she's doing a woman's hardest job juggling wolves. Yeah,
2: that's such a great line. And I think that that has a lot to do with why she's with...
0: But then when when she leaves that first night, he's like, well, can't we just keep it status quo? Which is like, he just wants like a friend with benefits at that point, right? I, I don't know.
2: I think that has to do with like the whole like male giving up like his... Like this whole thing is just his fear of commitment and like having mm. to settle down and I, like not be what he is right now.
1: But I don't really know what they're fighting about because okay, so I don't know if this is true, but if they get married, she automatically quits her job, right? And then they're fighting over would she come with him or would he stay and open up a studio and she yeah, has why to stay is that in New a York? Thing? Oh, because I, they're I, different cities? I don't know what that's the I am honestly asking because I don't know what they're fighting about. Because it, they the both thing. seem like very like People who are very good at their jobs and want to continue doing that. And why would she have to come with? Why would the you know, magazine pay for her to come with him right. to go on these trips? Like, I feel that's like it what has I'm to do not... with the
2: era that the movie was made in. I think now it wouldn't be a big deal at all. But back right. then, it was like you, when you got married, you coordinated the stay home. Just, and
0: is he on the road that much that, that he's going like, to doesn't... come with him? No, like, no it's just like she I'm... wants, she obviously wants. A husband and probably a family, and if he's on the road 300 days a year, huh. like, it's just not... I guess I
1: just didn't see her like that, because she was such a career woman, and she was so... Right. Big, like, they seem like these very, like, modern, new-age people who were yeah. both... So I don't exactly know what the conflict was, but I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they, she just had to quit her job. That's just what would have happened. But I want to talk I, about I, her, what you said earlier, of him not showing any interest in her sexually whatsoever. Like, she's always the one initiating everything. Right. Is Jimmy Stewart an asexual queer icon?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Good lord.
1: I don't know what He's just left.
0: so obsessed with this whatever's happening in the courtyard, but it is weird.
1: But even before that, Stella says, you have a hormone deficiency, and Jimmy hmm. Stewart has a line that says, people have different emotional levels, and like he just seems like it's very
0: You know, he's, he's way older than her, isn't well, he? There's
1: a 20-year difference between them.
0: Maybe just, you know, his sex drive is just... I don't, I
2: don't really necessarily get that. I think that he's just... I don't know. I, I, I mean, know. he definitely just was all like yeah. his mouth dropped open when she walked out of the bed, uh, out right. of the bedroom, and like her like little getup. Like, yeah, he was entranced. I think it's just his own personal dilemma with their relationship at that moment.
0: But like, is she obsessed by like his bad boy image? He's like traveling all around the world. Like, what does she see in this guy? Like, I feel like that never gets. He's answered. a fixer upper. <laughs> She needs a project. (laughs) Like a poor man's Indiana Jones. He's traveling (laughs) all over the place. Like, is she intrigued by that? And, like, does she, I don't know.
2: I mean, when they're just talking, they, like, they definitely have, like, banter back and forth. There's chemistry. Right. I don't know. I don't know. I like the whole like Miss Torso scene where they like show the guy that she's actually interested in afterwards and mm-hmm. he's like two inches shorter than her and looks like the guy from Ghostbusters. Oh my God. Like, yes. brilliant. I don't know. I guess it's just the <laughs> opposites attract kind of thing. I, I feel like Hitchcock plays off that a little bit.
0: Mm.
1: I love how all the stories play out. You're really invested oh, yeah, in totally. like all the different apartments and what's going on in them. The not one I wasn't
0: that invested in is that the, the, the sp- new couple on the side? Oh really? I'm like, eh, I, I don't really know what's going on there.
1: Like, they were having sex the whole time. I get that. Okay,
2: no. <laughs> well, did you get that they also like? I guess he lost his job and he didn't tell her before the marriage. Oh, I see. Did I didn't you get like that. miss no, that I didn't scene? Hear that. Yeah, it was like a brief thing in the background, and you see them fighting for the first time. Oh, okay.
0: Okay, I want to talk about his detective friend because, okay, so here's what happens, right? He calls over his detective friend, Doyle, Doyle, on the guy's day off. The guy goes on this crazy goose chase. He gets, like, he gets all this information about his neighbor. He goes on all these leads. Like, he talks to all these witnesses, like, oh, they saw the wife leave and all, all of this. And then, and then at when they're in the apartment, he's like, and he's telling them there isn't really anything going on here based off all this information I've gathered. They just, like, shun him and treat him like, (laughs) this guy's just been, like, working for free on this stupid hunch on his name. Like... (laughs) <laughs> i thought that was really strange like well you're not seeing things the way we are so get out of this apartment You know. in the I mean? book
1: they actually go in and search the apartment without a search warrant they wait for the guy to leave so i appreciated that in the movie the guy right like, no this is against the law i just thought that was <laughs> a
0: really strange dynamic like, this guy's just been working for free on this hunt. I don't
1: know. I, I think it kind of plays out with their entire. I, I feel like it plays out with their
2: entire relationship. Like their banter back and forth is them putting each other down. And like the moment they enter yeah. to the moment they leave. Like right. they, I feel like that's just kind of how they so it's are. Just how they, yeah, like okay. they just communicate. That's how his relationship with his friends. Yeah, is. you know, like. Uh, I don't know. I've, I have no people that are mm. like that where their entire relationship is just like right. bantering back and forth, putting each other down. But when it comes to it, they are like, yeah, but at have the end, he's,
0: he's, what do you say? Next time you need something, pick someone from the yellow pages, something like that. Yeah, but he's right? still
2: like, I th- still think it's part of the banter. Really? Yeah. Okay. Like I, I, I get it. Cause I again, again, he calls later and it tells him like, you need to, co- you know, you need to come over and he instantly comes like, it's just their banter.
0: Yes. Yeah. No, that
1: guy had a rough. I was just—I was totally week. Team Doyle. Um, yeah. it was just <laughs> a bunch of, a bunch of crap.
0: <laughs> I mean, this guy went above and beyond for his friend, like chasing down multiple leads and in information. You know.
1: I just want to talk about his suit really quickly because it's the jacket is very long, and then mm-hmm. the pants are pretty wide, and it's a very right. specific, you know, time period in fashion. Right. And I just thought it was. Interesting. I don't know if that would fly these days. Want, I,
0: I know you want to talk about uh, Kelly's dresses What's, and outfits. Okay. Come on. What's your favorite? I, li- I like the first one she walks in with. That's the classic just one. Just this wavy dress and it's got with the... the white? Well, it's got these little black designs on the top of the dress. I like
2: like the black one that she wore the second day. I love that dress. Oh, (laughs) that with the please. So, um, so beautiful.
1: Yeah, that first one, I actually looked into getting a replica of it, but it was like $300 on Etsy. Um, so the costume designer, her name is um, Edith Head. Mm-hmm. She holds the record for a woman with the most Oscars. She has eight wins and 35 nominations. No way. Yeah. That's impressive.
0: Um, all for costume design? For costume design. i never yeah. heard of
1: her. Um, and she would be loaned out all the time because, mm-hmm. especially female actresses, only wanted to work with her, crazy, because she made it a collaboration, as opposed to the a lot of the male costume designers are like, "This is what you're gonna wear," right? And she would always, you know, people would just fall in uh, love with her because she would just work with them so closely. Um, so yeah, the, the costumes in this are just phenomenal. Oh, they're amazing.
0: Yeah, everyone um, looks fabulous. <laughs> 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 I love when the salesman realizes someone's watching him and then he finally looks Aww. into the lens. I'm, I'm waiting for that like I know the guy's eventually gonna look right at Kelly's character, right? It's so satisfying when he finally looks over and it's you're so
1: creepy. You're too. in the zoomed
0: in lens, like the the rim, the
1: the yeah, edges you know of the screen
0: are blacked out and you know you're looking through the lens and he yeah. just looks right at him, you're like, Oh
2: no, <laughs> Yeah, they actually created like a new camera for this movie where they had to like,
0: like to like, make it look like it mm-hmm. went through. Those, I'm not oh, surprised. Oh,
1: interesting. Yeah, yeah. The hmm.
2: you also know that that character Lars Thorwald was based off of um, David O. Selznick, an old producer that Hitchcock had an issue with.
0: You with all the fun facts. I well,
2: know. Um, he was. Uh, he even down to like the glasses and like the he cast the guy in it for every, for like a down, oh, okay. it just as like a, to make fun. Oh, uh, I think the, uh, um,
1: they worked on Rebecca together. Yes, exactly. Something. Rebecca. And
2: then, yeah. And uh, I guess he was too involved in Rebecca and he pissed off Hitchcock. Yeah, so. I
1: think it's also very easy to make Hitchcock angry. This dude seems like a guy <laughs> with a huge ego. Really. Oh yes. yeah. A control freak for yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> Weird guy. Um the dog dying is always upsetting to me. I just mm. want to throw it out there. It's a cute little puppy in the basket. Yeah. Yep. Man. Poor little doggy. Oh, that scene when he switches from his binoculars to the giant long lens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um that is a very long scene. That would not Is it? Yeah. Because we see the whole thing play out and then he wheels back in his wheelchair and he loads through I his back so, right? and he gets a thing out and that is something you would not see in movies today. That would the whole be like process cuts, of that. like that would be like. Yeah, but I think that adds to the whole build of the movie. Like you're yeah, it's just it's just an interesting movie making yeah, thing decision. that Just you know evolved, and when I we're no longer doing that, right. I just thought it was it's not good or bad or anything. It
0: it has been a little while since I've seen a movie from the fifties, and it is just crazy how different. I mean, it's just these. I mean, the two people in the frame and they're just talking for a minute and there's no cuts at all and it's just...
1: That's a Hitchcock thing. I
0: know, but also just in general, I mean, things like like you just explained, you know, the guy getting his camera, going around the apartment in his wheelchair. I mean, it's just, you know, no quick cuts or anything. Yeah. I mean, it's just such a different style of movie making.
2: I feel like it goes so much more onto like, like how people talk to each other versus, or mm-hmm. like, what's the word I'm looking for? the the script basically
0: yeah
2: like there's way more Realistic script heavy dialogue. yeah
0: hmm.
1: uh, also I mean we don't if Hitchcock was alive today he might be making he would be making the movies of today like oh he didn't yeah have no, totally cameras with the high speed available oh, yeah. that we have today that, to make these things um, and actually his other movie Rope which also takes place in the same apartment that movie's famous for just shots that go on forever and ever mm-hmm, which is one right. single take so.
0: Who's the guy's favorite character?
1: Oh, is it the nurse? It's Stella. The nurse is pretty good, yeah. right? It's Stella. <laughs> I just think she's so character. funny. <laughs> I like Miss Lonely Hearts, too. Really? really. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. She's a little bit of a downer. <laughs> 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 oh, the nurse with those one-liners. She's wow. just oh, the man, best. She's amazing. She's just like a firecracker, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I wanted... Because um, the movie makes a lot of mention of female intuition Mm -hmm. but it doesn't um the characters in the movie pass judgment on that but i don't think the movie itself does because the opinions and hunches these women have is what leads to them figuring it out in the end and i didn't notice that as a through uh thread the first time i watched it because i was also really young um, but it actually starts with Stella talking about that CEO, the General Motors, the company that goes mm-hmm, under yeah. and Jimmy Stewart predicted it, um, and then she predicts it just based on like, oh, I knew he didn't have like a kidney infection, and I knew he was stressed out, and mm-hmm. that meant to, it's like, again, something that they call like female intuition or not based on facts, mm-hmm. when she is like... She's been a nurse all her life. Right. She knows when a medical condition means something else, you know, and that but, goes back to Grace Kelly. Yeah. A woman would never leave her handbag behind. Right. Or, you know. Which,
0: can we talk about woman hunches in this movie and then Grace Kelly climbing windows and balconies and high heels? Oh, my God. Nah. Like, are you out of your I mind? I forgot. She <laughs> g-
1: goes from the like fire escape and oh she climbs into the window. Oh, God. <laughs> g- forgot about that. <laughs>
0: like in those high heels like i wonder if was that an actual stunt woman climbing in high heels like you know when she goes from the fire escape to the window uh... because i mean this is an actual apartment building that got built on the set and someone is like doing that it had to be a stunt lady right it's crazy i don't know Maybe she's wearing those high heels i'm like oh my god (laughs) Women back Out then didn't wear minds. anything but high heels, though. <laughs> no. So like
2: their abilities to walk in those things were like way better than we are today. At least I am. Just I scary. Kept.
0: Me too. <laughs> scary. Okay, oh, the salesman. Why can't he close his eyes when he keeps repeatedly getting flashed <laughs> by the flash bulbs <laughs> At the I end of the that. movie, I love that. <laughs> the
1: like weapon is the. He blast. just turns
0: into this monster. it like, takes two steps. <laughs> And then, and then uh, Stewart flashes him right. He's like, Ugh, he blinks, oh, he's and he's like, keeps stomping along. <laughs> yeah. That's
1: how that's an iconic, it's a surreal amazing. moment. I love it. It's
0: no, it's strange. fantastic, but it's just funny. He gets flashed like five times, and he's okay. Maybe close your eyes at some point. I don't know. <laughs> but what you, weren't you saying when you're watching that movie? I mean, so when he gets flashed, and like the orange goes across mm-hmm. the screen. You were saying something last night about that being some crazy special effect oh, or I something? Oh, I was making a joke. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know, like, back in the 50s, how... I'm sure it was, like, a process to make... To bleed the orange into that frame, right?
1: And the green screen of him falling out the window, right? That right. Was, or, well, I don't know what they used, but...
0: There's, there's also an effect where, where they obviously layered a couple shots in the beginning when the helicopter... It's like in the first quarter of the movie, there's a helicopter going in the apartment building.
2: That's actually, like, the only scene that I don't think holds up.
1: I don't know what that is, because it's, like, two lesbians on the roof taking their clothes off? Or like, I, I, don't, I don't really know. What there? Yeah.
2: I just, it was the only, like, the rest of the movie, it was, like, everything I could, like, believe. It was, like, it was, it could hold up today. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But that one scene with the helicopter, I was like, that shouldn't have, I wish it wasn't there.
0: Yeah.
1: I also think it's curious that, um... So in this part of New York at that time it was mostly I think it was mostly white people but then to the only character of color is the servant on the phone did you notice that the servant on the phone Yeah the servant
2: on the phone Well he calls I mean you're assuming that, that, that that's what it right. is
0: because oh, of the, the demeanor the person had a d- Yeah and, and the, accent. the guy bringing the food from the restaurant is not I mean he's
1: Oh yeah he could be He's like Hispanic yeah, or something I don't know Hispanic. he's he's got something yeah, going that's on there true. I just didn't, that's again another thing that maybe because also my English wasn't as good, I didn't notice her accent as being um, like an ebonic accent.
0: Is there that many people of color in Hitchcock movies in general though? No. Well, Not I mean, really, we're right? talking about
2: when it was made too. Wasn't yeah. like, it wasn't yeah. like no, a big right. thing back then for that to be occurring.
0: it's like that stupid thing from SNL two weeks ago where she goes there's plenty of parts for Asian ladies and I had all of them I had them all it's like this old (laughs) white (laughs) lady that was funny so ultimately everyone has a happy ending though in the movie right
1: except for the married couple and the dog
0: (laughs) and the dog dog. but they got a new dog dog in the end that's true it's really cute little dog and that makes it all okay everything okay (laughs) Man, I don't know if I could... That's literally like a day... She gets a dog like a day later? No? Yeah, basically. Right? Yeah, basically. I didn't remember <laughs> it now that I'm thinking about it. Her dog dies when she gets a new dog the <laughs> next day. That doesn't happen. <laughs> wow. That's
1: funny. That's um, messed up. One last note I had about Grace Kelly... Her movements are so graceful and fluid and almost, like, dance-like. Right. And I, it's, like,
0: floating across And
1: I actually, I love her demeanor, and I love her, just the presence she has. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I would call her, like, an amazing actress. I, like, I just can see how she went from this to then being, like, literally a princess. You right. know? Well, I mean, <laughs>
2: supposedly she was, like, I mean, she had kind of a reputation, but she was, um, she was like, a huge flirt. And, uh, she uh, yeah. Didn't Stewart's wife?
0: Yeah, Stewart's wife was, yeah, wife on, the was on the set the entire worried.
2: time because yeah. he was like so scared because she had like. But she was also had a reputation of being like one of the nicest people you'll ever meet, like mm. super sweet and just like very genteel, and everybody thought she was like beautiful.
1: Because the the interview with the screenwriter that I was watching said when he found out that he was writing for Grace Kelly, mm-hmm. he was like, oh, I, I thought she was kind of stiff in like other movies, but I feel like we brought out all her best aspects in this mm. movie. So, I don't, yeah, just the just the way she projects herself. like right. You can see, like, doing oh, yeah. well in, like, a royal. For <laughs> sure. She's got that
0: air about her. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we all love the movie, right? 10 out of 10.
2: <laughs> For show. Sure.
0: It's funny. It's one of these movies when you Google it and all the reviews come up. I mean, it's like Rotten Tomatoes 100%. Roger Ebert, four out of four. I mean, it's just.
2: Well, it's it's like number yeah. forty-eight on the it's list classic. of all-time
0: best movies. Yeah. I'm glad I, I'm glad you made me watch it. I, really, I, I should of, be watching more older movies.
1: I know a lot of podcasts of do you Rear Window, so we're not very original. But we wanted to do something kind of like more s- suspenseful for October, and yeah,
0: right. It felt like this because we're of not really into horror movies.
2: Yeah, like kind of s- topped it off. It was one of the best, for sure.
1: This is a lot of people's favorite Hitchcock movie. And I mean, it makes sense why.
0: It's, and yeah, I don't even, it's not really, because I asked you yesterday, I'm like, is it a slow burner? And you're like, no, it's not a slow burner. I don't
1: feel like it's a slow burner. No, it's
0: not at all. It's, yeah, I guess it's just, it's just kind of suspenseful throughout, right? Kind of after the first quarter of the movie and you get into it and then you're just on the trail of the salesman. You're like, what's going to happen?
1: I just yeah. wanted to mention one of my favorite lines by Stella, which is like when they're talking about the flower bed, and she's like, only way he could have bird here in there is standing standing up. <laughs> <laughs> it, just, it just kills me. And when that she's was... like <laughs> describing sewing up the body while he's trying mm-hmm. to eat breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> that was like... funny, but
0: on the other hand, I was like, this guy's bragging about like eating...
1: Fish heads, and yeah, eating Brian. like monkey brains yeah. and stuff. So but it's
0: I, like, really, is he gonna like? That's gonna ruin his appetite. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Yeah, but I, was,
1: that, I don't know. I, I
2: think Jimmy Stewart's timing on everything is so well done. Like his facial expressions make me laugh. Like when he's like itching himself. Movie. Yeah, that's maybe my favorite parts of <laughs> the like movie. It's like these long scenes where he like most of the time would have just been cut out, but like because of the way he does it, it like it makes it one of the funniest scenes it's, in the movie. Just his.
0: The satisfaction in his face <laughs> when he finally gets the itch. It's amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Any final thoughts on the movie?
1: I like the lamps in the apartment. <laughs> the lamp,
0: the three lamps. Oh, <laughs>
1: yeah. well, Those were nice. <laughs> boop, boop, boop.
0: Turning on all the three lamps.
1: Well, she <laughs> actually has to turn on each lamp. You know in movies when somebody walks into a room, turns on the switch. Everything and turns on. Every yeah. single light in the house turns on.
0: Yeah, yeah, they, it all, because <laughs> there's usually only a one outlet connected to the switch if you have that, right? Yeah. So everyone in movies, they, they all link that one outlet <laughs> together with <laughs> extension cords. <laughs> I also, I th- I think the thing, just cinematically, the thing that most stood out to me is when, is when he points out that the salesman didn't come to the window and then it shows the salesman's dark apartment and just the red cigarette light glowing in the in the dark. Remember Very that? Creepy. I yeah. I think that might be my favorite cinematic. I I love they that. They
1: took that straight from the short story. And they, they, it works really well. And yeah. The, it just it, yeah yeah.
0: That's the moment where you're like, okay, this guy's kind of. That's for me when I was like on the fence the whole time, and then you just it just shows him sitting in the dark, smoking, smoking that cigarette, cigarette. and I'm like, oh okay, there's something not right about this guy. <laughs> also, just looks really cool.
2: <laughs> <It's> definitely cool.
0: So <laughs> <laughs> like, makes me want to light up and smoke. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Go smoke, kids. Go That's smoke. the message from this podcast. <laughs> if you want to be cool.
0: <laughs> um but yeah no we all love the movie That's um it. again if you want to find us on the twitter or the instagram at modern life pod email us our email is modernlifepod at gmail.com um any links you need are in the podcast description below wherever you're listening right now there's also uh, a tip jar link if you want to support the show on so the yeah, our webs everything's on the description if you just look below. Um just want to thank everyone for listening and we will be- we will be back next week with something else. Don't know what yet, but you'll be hearing from us.
1: Bye. Bye. <laughs>